Please help Mrs. Harrison out. Please like and subscribe. Thank you. This podcast will cover pop art prints or pop art collage for ages 11 and up. Display the following art from the link in the show notes. Campbell Soup Cans by Andy Warhol, Roy Lichtenstein's Comic Strip Art, F11 by James Rosenquist. Supplies. Pencil, eraser, plain paper, tracing paper, brand handout, gel pens, markers, or colored pencils, scissors, old magazines, stick glue, 11 by 17 sheets of poster board or cardstock. Optional supplies large black construction paper for mounting prints. I spent more time on preparing how to teach pop art than on any other art subject. How do you explain to a kid why a giant comic strip should be in a museum? Or why a picture of Campbell's soup cans is worth millions of dollars? Begin by defining the term pop art to your students. Popular culture. Ask them, what is trendy or common in your world right now? Brands like Nike, verbs like tweeting, and phrases such as going viral are popular culture for them, just like Marilyn Monroe and the peace symbol were to the people of the 1960s. Tell your students, imagine, 50 years from now, a Starbucks cup or an Instagram logo might not mean anything to your grandkids. It's part of your pop culture, ordinary things you see every day. The kids can't begin to imagine the idea of being a grandparent someday. It's so funny. Many art movements begin with an artist's need to express a meaningful idea or rebel against an event happening in their culture. Pop artists used common and familiar objects so ordinary, they begged the viewer to look at it in a new way. So what was happening in 1950s and 60s America? World War II was over, and factories that had been building tanks and jeeps were now making luxury items and lots of stuff to make life more enjoyable and easier. Americans were racing to be the first to buy the latest luxury automobile or to be the only house on the block to own a color TV. There were brand new conveniences like cake mix in a box, soup in a can, or TV dinners you could take out of the freezer and put in the oven with TV trays to eat them on. The pop art movement was opposed to so much consumerism and people competing with each other to have the newest ultra-modern product. Artists also wanted art to be accessible to everyone, not just the wealthy and the famous. Instead of spending hours on an oil painting, artists used crude ways to manufacture their art to symbolize goods that were being mass-produced. So let's get back to comic strips and soup cans. A comic strip blown up so huge that the dots they were printed with are the size of a basketball might mean that the artist wants you to take a closer look at ordinary life and re-examine what is important. Rows of screen-printed soup cans that look almost identical might symbolize the American people shedding their individuality to become like everyone else. Get your students to ask their grandparents about their thoughts on the 50s and 60s. Create a pop art brand. Hand out the sheet of popular brands to your students. The link is in the show notes. Students will be very familiar with Instagram, Starbucks, and Snapchat. Ask the students to name other brands they see every day and list them on the board. 
Have each student choose a logo and change it in some way. They may also take two or three brands and merge them together. Ask them what they want to express through their art. Students may use pencil and tracing paper, but they must change the brand in some way to make it uniquely their own. When they are finished, offer markers, gel pens, or colored pencils to complete their pop art. Andy Warhol Prints This assignment is perfect for printmaking. The designs are simple enough to easily carve out of a printing block. Listen to Episode 17, Printmaking 101, and make prints on several colors of paper. Arranging the different colored prints in a row mimic the way Andy Warhol repeated prints for his pop art. Glue the prints on a large black construction paper for a finished look. Pop Art Collage The last page of the link with famous pop art paintings is a collage by James Rosenquist, made in 1964, called F11. The actual collage is huge and fills all four walls of a room, floor to ceiling. The painting is so enormous it would fill a third of a football field. See how closely students were listening to your earlier description of what was happening in the 1950s and 60s. Ask them, why would the artist create something that takes up an entire room? How would that make the viewer feel with the images looming above and surrounding them? The F-11 fighter plane, the newest, most advanced, and most expensive weapon at the time, is shown flying through consumer goods and images from TV and advertising. Who is piloting the plane? Ask students to pick out different images and discuss why the artist chose them for the painting. You may also ask them, are there similarities between popular culture from the 50s and 60s and current events today? This question makes for interesting discussion. This is a great project for young teens as they are beginning to question the world around them and form their own opinions. Ask them to create a collage out of images from magazines to express an idea they feel strongly about. Cutting out letters to form words can create a powerful focal point to draw the viewer into the piece. Sometimes students struggle thinking about something they're passionate about. It's a new concept for some. They can chat with their friends while looking through magazines to help them come up with an idea or message they want to convey. Have them cut out pictures or words that support and communicate their message and either glue them to poster board, cut down in size, or cardstock. 11 by 17 is small enough to be able to finish it in two or three classes and large enough to mimic pop art. It's interesting for kids to see the subjects that other students use in their art and discuss them while they're working. I love Miss Harrison. <laughs> I don't have You don't have anything? Okay. Well, we I got had a great day.